Bitcoin, FOMO, Bitcoin, FOMO, Bitcoin, FOMO, Bitcoin, FOMO, Brooklyn in the house, Bitcoin, San Fran in the house, FOMO, Houston in the house, Bitcoin, FOMO, Bitcoin, FOMO. Oof. Um, that song, I, I got like uh, as you guys will see in uh, the last episode, we had a new guest on. I could see, I could see his eyes being like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" <laughs> and it, it shook me, man. I got shook by that, but got shook. That's pretty hilarious that he had that reaction too. Because every time I send the podcast to somebody, they're like, "Yo, the song's the best part." <laughs> Yeah, that's not that's not a good sign for us. <laughs> but, yeah. I I think Bobby's gonna work on his own song for next week, dude. Bitcoin he's, Nomo. He's gonna do it. Bitcoin Nomo. Well, I'll probably I'll try to have lunch with him tonight. Maybe we'll convince him. What's on the agenda? Yeah. So basically, just the the you know we we got well last week we talked we we hit a we hit a dip last week Tuesday night. Um. And then it got much worse on Wednesday. <laughs> and then, like, it got, you know, what, Bitcoin went down to 9K. I think maybe even touched eights, high eights. Um, yeah, I think it depends on the exchange. Coinbase, it hit 9K, but I heard other people saying they bought much lower. Okay, yeah, and that, that, was, that was pretty scary. Um, and, like, you know, Lou, what do you, what do you think, you know, talk a bit about, like, what's, what are some of the factors that contributed to that? Yeah, so I think there's a lot. Um, I mean, we've heard like a, there's been a lot of headlines. There's been a lot of you know noise. There's a lot of noise out there, and there's a lot of reasons why people are saying that this is happening now. Um, aside from all the headlines, like what I would say, like personally, I think uh, are probably most material are number one. You have this yearly. Um, trend where you actually see a sell-off that's happening towards the end of January. So um, people attribute that uh, yearly sell-off in crypto for like the past three, four years to the Chinese New Year. So people are cashing out. Uh, you know, Asia drives the market, so people are crashing out the crypt crypto um, to buy gifts, book flights, do things like that. So there's that. That's number one. Uh, or maybe that might be like the trend that is seasonal for this period. And then besides that, um, you also have coming off of like a super, super all time high, um, the first ever futures contracts on Bitcoin um, from CBOE expired January 17th, which coincides perfectly with our low. And that was a 5,000, uh, dollar day from 15k down to let's call it 10 but it really dipped like down into the high eights i think in some exchanges like you guys were saying and then um right now we've been kind of like trying to bounce back up uh we've gotten up to like 12 or so and now we're back down at 10. Um, with that, do you think that those futures indicate that a lot of wall street shorted bitcoin oh absolutely absolutely um, but it Luke, does indicate that more on that, dude. Because like, it's not they're not they're, they're not it's not touching actual Bitcoin. So like, how how is it driving the market so much? 
So yeah, I mean, to your point, these features are not settled in Bitcoin. They're still in um, in U.S. dollars, so they don't actually dictate where the price goes. But other people could, and we're gonna go at, like you would have to assume that either the people who who bought the futures contracts are also shorting it and winning on both ends, which is a possibility, or there's some sort of collusion where whales get together and and they're actually getting it on the futures as well. Like, there's a lot of possibilities here, and and I mean, when greed's a factor, I wouldn't really write any of those off. But to your point, it's not the futures themselves that's dictating price trends, but it could bring a lot more reward to the table for those who are really playing that um, trading game. Okay, so us plebs are just we're just along for the ride. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And so, um, so the the secret insider trading advice from Wall Street, you know, what was that? Why don't you go get some secret insider trading advice from Wall Street? It's like stand oh, no. outside with the sign, J Train, straight <laughs> right down to Wall Street. Like, Yo, come walk on. my happy ass right out to. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, what you whales doing? Where are you getting lunch? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, mother- I'll close up on that. Yeah. But basically, the the next the CME futures mm. are expiring on Friday, January twenty sixth. And the charts, I mean, we've seen the techno technical analysis. You guys want to go watch Tone May's video or whatever? Like everyone's pointing to the same number. You don't need to watch a video to see it. Um, anyone like a basic TA is going to tell you like. Our next level of support is at eight thousand. So a lot of people are pointing at that number. Um, I might be one of them. I'm not going to sell. Yeah, but um, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's just so much. Like, if you got in at fifteen and up, like I feel for you. You're going to be hurting for a while, and you're going to have a lot of fud. And like, that's probably deserved. I mean, maybe you shouldn't have bought in that high, but like, that sucks. Like, there's a lot of people that are like holding coins from like 2k they're like oh i lost half my money and it's like no you lost half your profits and you're you're up 4x like it'll it's gonna be all right yeah i mean it depends on where your your cost average is but i mean like it definitely sucks to go down to eight and like i'm it sucks to see it but i mean i think in a way it's good like gives a lot of people opportunity to get back in if they think it's going to go up and you know what i mean like it was really going to shake people's hands to see where they stand yeah i don't know i, I wonder if all these all these people that got in in that you know november to to now time and they're just like well never fucking with this again you know like that's an extremely good point like, I, I got in at 18, this shit's at fucking 10. Uh, okay, I lost a little bit of money, and, like, you know, just, they'll never, ever, ever get into crypto ever again. Cause, like, they, Did anybody approach you guys at that time for, like, advice into getting into crypto? Yes. And what did you tell them? Like, why didn't you listen to me nine months ago? Well, yeah, like, I kind of, like, what I would tell people is, like, look, it doesn't look like a good time to buy, but it's never too late to buy Bitcoin. So 
what I would advise, like what I did advise someone to do, I was like, look, just go on there. Don't make a big purchase. But if you want to go and throw a hundred bucks at it, just learn how to use it because you want to learn how to like your first step into the thing is like buying your first piece of Bitcoin and, and moving that somewhere else and looking at the other. Now you have, it's kind of like when you're, Sorry to use gambling as a as a, as an example, but it's like it's like if you're at a at a highlight or like a horse race, it's like the most hyper specific regional. <laughs> game like oh right, right, yeah. Now I, Dania I Beach, in yeah, the, Dania oh, Beach. No, but yeah, so, any casino or anything, so, you're like, you have to learn how to play the games and like, dog racing. Yeah, and like, and then it become more interesting, and then like you start really looking at it and I'm trying to understand it more. Um, so that's the advice that I was giving. Like, I had a coworker ask me if they should buy. Literally, it was at like eighteen five, and I was like, "Dude, don't make a big investment right now, you know, <laughs> just because yeah. it's like I've seen Bitcoin like quadruple in a couple months. Like, no, man. Yeah, no, yeah, I had like one person specifically and i like i told him not to do it i was like dude it's it's really high right now like i don't feel confident like i'm not buying like that's the, that's the best advice i can give you is like <laughs> um, and then he like put in a couple hundred dollars and then like tried to talk to me about it later about how like you know all his money's down and i'm like dude like you kind of you you came in at a bad time like you kind of got fomoed you know i'm not gonna lie like like he was mad at you like bro mad but he it was more he was like bummed that it happened and i was like you know you, you made a bad trade and like you should take that as like a learning advice that is like you can't just like and we all need to learn that and like we all have learned that we've all seen it go down and like seen the profits go into the red um and even have less money than we put in at one time and like yeah, not me. <laughs> you know? but no. it, it, it's, <laughs> it's just gotta it's gotta happen and it's like yeah like it's not not to be like that's what you deserve but it's like you should have been more aware that that could have happened and that that could have happened so quickly well yeah that, that's but that's right. the whole thing is like these people aren't aware like we weren't aware like we were like oh these people like we we're like two or three months before these fuck you know so it's like yeah. we barely got in before it fucking shot off yeah so, like, yeah i just you know anyway th this is a different you know talk but like just the idea like these guys they just got fucking hurt so bad that they're like a lot of people are probably never gonna fuck with this ever again yeah but uh, so i mean maybe that's that's contributing to like we're not gonna hit like you know that's we're not gonna go rocket off anytime soon because like this whole adoption rate is just fucking slowing up and all that new money those like third wave of investors or whatever right right um halted it and then you know, and oh, another thing that that didn't get that we expected to like rocket up the the whole market, the whole crypto market was what these Wall Street bonus checks. Sean, you heard about these? I did, I did. Like the funny thing is, when all this was happening, like my mom, she's like so funny. She like sends me like a link to something about like what is that guy Kramer? Is is that the guy? Bad money, oh, bro. Bad money. Yeah, mad money about his analysis of Bitcoin. She's like, I've been really 
into it and looking i was like mom you didn't even know about this until christmas when i sent you 0.02 litecoin like <laughs> now you're some expert sending me mad money advice on how i should pull out my my investment but um wait yeah. so kramer is advising against crypto yeah. He was saying that it was going to crash, and like while it was crashing, he was on. Oh, yeah, God, this was my play. I said it a long time ago. But uh, in that same vein, I think either shortly after or shortly before that, like large news organizations, I don't want to name drop like specific ones, but like, um, you know, ones on the caliber of like CNN were talking about this Wall Street bonus checks that come in and drop like on the 16th or something and like you see this happen with like other stocks where like they just rock it you know and you see these huge gains around wall street bonus checks because they they always make investments because wall street people are smart people who invest their money and if they get a large sum of money they put it right back into the market and it was pretty hilarious because on the day that all these checks were supposed to clear it was like not an all-time low but like a three-month low of all coins like what's a uh, the other dude, like, it's bleeding out there, boys. Oh, the bloodbath. <laughs> champagne, champagne, crypto. champagne crypto. Shout out champagne crypto. To Lou, to your point about the whole, like, they could have taken these checks and then, and then, like, fucking tried to short, or, like, you know, or just, you know, not even, yeah, I don't know. Actually. Yeah, I, I mean, they could have done whatever they, like, dude, you can go on to credit. Well, that. Like, they're not just going to use their checks on like blow and corvettes and hookers like i feel like it's giving your average wall street trader way too much credit like if they wanted money to make an investment like they understand money markets they'll just go get a loan or like find some other way to like yeah. raise capital like they don't need some bonus check to make an investment like they're going to spend that on fucking cars and apartments Right. Well, dude, you know, you know what the Wall Street guys actually like have been using to speculate on crypto has been BitMEX, and with BitMEX you can leverage up to a hundred times. So, like, you're actually using a fiat exchange, and you're say you're placing like you're buying a lot of of Bitcoin shorts or Bitcoin longs, like you'll you'll put up like you know a hundred dollars, and you'll be trading. 10,000 with 100x leverage. So like Wall Street guys have been using those tools. It's kind of like, you know, those guys who are trading these crazy futures contracts and and, and options and things like like they're using BitMEX and and that's like people are getting wrecked on there, dude. But like, I mean, who knows how they can be speculating. Yeah. There's, there are other tools out there. Yeah, I don't know too much about that trading futures and stuff, but I'd like to definitely learn more about that. I mean, the, the stock market is in a bull run like like no other as well, too. So who's who's not to say they just didn't stick it in their dividend stock? Yeah. Like, who knows, right? That Trump bump. Trump bump. Yeah, dude. That's what they're calling Sick. the stock market raise right now. Um, yeah, I'd like to just say Cointelegraph, they don't put these out like on a regular schedule, but they put out some technical analysis of like top coins. Like right now they have one for Bitcoin that's pretty uh, bearish and um, Ethereum and Litecoin and basically just are doing like sort of like coins that are trending. But I think it's like a 
really good resource, even if you don't understand technical analysis, like they try to break down everything that they're um, explaining and like the graphs are pretty understandable. So if you don't know how to do technical analysis, don't know sort of like who to listen to for that, like I feel like that's a good resource that anybody can read and have some understanding. And Sean, more importantly, who do we not listen to for oh, technical analysis? Nine, nine, 13, 13, nine, nine, 13. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do we have anything else? Uh, butt connect? Do we talk about Yeah. So let's let's just touch on that. So BitConnect, um, the the most famous uh, crypto Ponzi scheme, uh, scam coin. Uh, first one to do it. First ones to do it. Um, they trailblazed the, the crypto scam, and uh, they were around for exactly one year. They disrupted um, Ponzi schemes. <laughs> yeah, dude, they they they, they decentralized and revolutionized the Ponzi scheme. Um, they created like an entire like crypto sector, you know, like a segment of the market of scam coins now. Um, and they exited, but they did it. Like with the with the bang, they did it like with the flare at the end. So not only did they exit scam all of their investors who locked in loans. So for those of you who don't know, you buy this is how BitConnect works. Real real quick, you buy Bitcoin like the real one, right? You buy the real Bitcoin, then you trade it for BitConnect coin, which is a coin that can only be used to to trade in for U.S. dollar loans that then they pay you on. So. Everyone did this. It was a big referral, like eight people deep Ponzi with the reverse funnel, the, the, the pyramid system. Yeah. And um, they they exited with a bunch of people who had those loans in there. And what they did on the way out, they created BitConnect X, a, uh, a decentralized exchange platform. No white paper, no information. $50 per coin ICO, which is unheard of, like ridiculous. And as they exited, they launched that. And the only thing you could do with Bitcoin coins is either sell it for $20 on an external exchange or trade it in the Bitcoin. Double dip. So they really did it. They really <laughs> doubled, like, They're Ponziing the Ponzi scammers. Like normally when you do a Ponzi scheme and you pull the rug out, everybody that you burned, they're, they're done. They're never talking to you again. They found a way to refunnel them. Genius, dude. Yeah. There's so many God bless YouTube pages where it's like, I lost 30K on BitConnect. But you know I'm going to get that BitConnect X. <laughs> BitConnect X to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Dude, we have to dedicate a whole episode to like the best memes. Because I swear yeah. to Christ, dude. That's like half the reason I'm doing this. <laughs> all the fucking dope. Fucking memes that come out that make me geek the fuck out every other day. Um, no, there's one that's there's one on Instagram that I love. Like, dude, it's like, honey, it's like a mom, and it's like, honey, <laughs> what happened to your what happened to your checking account? And it has him with just like a bunch of altcoin logos. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh my god, oh man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think I think we should wrap it up. Yeah, definitely. Um, so everybody, strap in, strap in for for the twenty six, and 
and just the general eight, eight or the AK support line. Everybody fucking squeeze tight and fucking strap on in. What would you like our listeners to do after they've done viewing this very pleasurable episode? Uh, smash that subscribe button. Fucking break your fucking trackpad. Break your fucking mouse if you still have one of those. Throw that shit on the ground. But make sure to actually click the subscribe though before you do that. And set some limit buy orders. <laughs> and buy that fucking div. All right, folks. Till next time. Till next time.